Oi, oi, bonjour, que tal, namaste, uh, Film God podcast listeners. Thank you so much for, for checking in and listening and, and downloading and leaving the reviews. It all really, really means the world to me. Um, my second shout out, I want to, I want to say a, a mass, a, I just want to send love, just pure, unadulterated love to Matthew and Faye at Visor Art Department, who weeks ago started making visors from their home on their kitchen table um, for our key workers and they've now raised over 30 grand to buy materials and you know big love to them thank you for helping our key workers and also thank all the people that have helped you on your journey so go check them out on the instagram visor art department there's a link to their just giving page do what you can it's all for a good cause we love you. We love you all. Have a cracking day and big love. Let's get started. So, film family, hello. Um, the new format app, Evolution to Endgame. It's amazing. It's connecting the film family generations. And I hope that this is going to be the kind of apps that really get everyone talking and we can help each other out. Um, an amazing woman on today who I've had the privilege of working with. Um, so, let's get straight into it. What's your name and what's the Endgame? Hello, my name's Josie Jacobs, and the end game is first ADing. Amazing, good choice. Yeah. I say. Um, so, <laughs> what what roles have you been on the call sheet? What have you done? Well, I've been in the game for a while, so to be honest, I've had every runner role you can imagine. Mm -hmm. um, I've also been lucky enough to third, second, and on much smaller sets. I've been lucky enough to first. Nice. But as a runner, I have been lucky enough to do art department, wardrobe. Mm -hmm. um, Sparks sometimes, and the funniest one I think I've ever had was Boy Flapper. That what? was fun. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. I know what so, the Boy Flapper means, but I'm guessing that's not what it. Well, what 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 did you do as a Boy Fluffer? <laughs> well, as you can imagine, I got the call sheet and was just as confused as you are. Oh, you really had no idea. The, it was just it no just, idea. <laughs> no idea. Just got the call sheet and my name was down as Boy Fluffer. All Ridiculous. I've been told was I was a runner that day. Ridiculous. Um, turned out my job was to keep the male contestants in a good mood before they went on set. God, um, what does that mean? Just like feed them Coke and candy? Like, pretty much. A lot of Jenga, a lot of Kaplunk. Oh, um, nice. Okay, you're an entertainer. You're exactly. a child's entertainer. Exactly. Oh, God. But for fully grown men. It was, a, it was a fun time. So is, that, is, is TV different to film sets? How does it differ? Uh, in a big way. There's a lot more responsibility on each person to do multiple tasks. So when you okay. get into commercials... On TV. Tasks, there's, on TV. Yeah, yeah. On entertainment. So everyone takes on more roles. Mm -hmm. And then in commercials, it's split up a bit more. Yep. And then in, in um, features and drama, it's fully split. You know exactly what you're doing in each department. Okay. And what have you learned then? So what, what, what are you, what, what, having done those roles, what advice do you give to that next generation that are coming up? Um, to be honest with you, the best advice I can give, in, can give to anyone is listen, watch and communicate. Um, nice. I have learned so much from being on big, impressive sets. We are really lucky. We get to work with some of the most amazing people in the game. Word. Masters Preach. at work. Preach. And we get to spend all day watching them and listening to what they do. Brilliant. So, like, if you're not taking advantage of that, you're mm. missing out. 
Yeah. And the other advice I can give is Floor Runners Bootcamp. Nice. I What's work that? on it. Basically, it is a one-day course teaching mm -hmm. runners everything they could possibly imagine about oh, the industry. Lovely. So when they turn up, they are not lost and confused. Mm -hmm. um, they know how to communicate. They know how to put things up. When you say communicate, up. who? what are they talking? What is it specifically on radios or to people? Or what do you mean by communicate? All of that. So it's about knowing who to speak to and when to speak to. So mm -hmm. knowing when to talk to your first. If he's nice. in the middle of a deep conversation with his director or producer, back it off. Yeah, sensible. If he is standing there looking a little bit lost and confused, maybe go offer him a tea or coffee. Nice. You might like that. Have yeah. a little chat. It's just about learning. Play some Jenga. Have it. <laughs> hey, plunk, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just about learning okay. where you should be and when and how and how to use a radio. So important. Yeah. Go, so important. Well, to, to the film students listening, go check out um, Jess Horn's ep. Off the top of my head, I want to say nine, but I don't know. She kind of talks about the real ins and outs of being on a film set. So that's a good app for you to go and listen to. And then if they want to find um, Runners Bootcamp, where do they go? What's what's the crack? Where is it? Um, so it's currently on Facebook. Uh, yep. Dan Gibling and Steve Wingrobe, who are both incredible Beautiful ADs, man. run Love it. Them. Yep. And um, if you look them up online, they will be there. Callbox is also offering out. They send mm -hmm. emails about it. So Callbox look it being up. the diary service. So go and, go and phone them, ask them. Great. And then it's a day, it's a weekend, it's a week thing. What, what is it just so that they can get a bit of an understanding? So it's one day. It's yep. a full 12-hour course. So like you would expect on a film set. Yep. And we run it as closely to a film set as physically possible so you really know what you're dealing with before you nice. get there nice uh well look i love that and that's some that's amazing advice for that generation coming up but that evolution to end game the most important part is you now so your end game so how long have you been running for uh seven years okay all what's the split been a couple of years so here a couple of years there yeah, I did two years in entertainment TV and spent yep. the last five years focusing on commercials, taking mm -hmm. about three-month breaks to do a feature or a drama where I can. As runner, as a runner. Nice. Yeah, I've also done thirding on dramas. Okay. And um, I've also done thirding, seconding, and a little bit of firsting on commercials and promos as well. It's good to taste it. It makes... So the take that, that doing a little bit of the low-budget firsting yes there's a lot of responsibility that happens on set and you've got to be on top of it all and all the rest of it but it makes you a better second and it makes you a better third because for me it flips your mind from being a runner second to being a thinking like a first second so that's that's great that you're getting that experience what do you you know having done all of that what do you think is holding you back then from progressing i'd say naturally um it's the getting myself out there it's trying not mm -hmm. to step on toes without damaging the politics of the ad department yeah you necessarily don't want you don't want to steal anyone else's work but you want to make sure that you're getting work so it's about balancing those attitudes really which i'm nice. finding hard makes sense hey, look that is i had it and i think it's an amazing i think even even you thinking that way has just shown that you get it and you understand the industry and you get that the industry yes we all do a job but actually it's about your relationships with 
the people around you who are one doing the same thing as you are in your same generation, but actually your relationships with the people above you. So say like I, I always, I, t- I now, I'm not saying I coined the phrase. I don't know if I did coin the phrase, but contact karma is how I, is how I boiled it down. I like boiling things down and giving them just little taglines and things just so I can go boom, contact karma. And it happened to me. I'd, I, a first AD of mine asked me to cover a recce. I went and covered the recce, did the thing, load of notes, did the schedule, sent it in. And then about two or three months later, I then got a call back from that production company um, asking me if I wanted to do this. It wasn't massive. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a big full rate APA, all the rest of it, but it was a job. It was a first in job for, um, for the direct, for that director. And I text the first and I said, look, thanks so much. Really appreciate you put me forward for it. Um, and they text me back saying, I didn't. Now, I like my first, my, my initial reaction was like, oh, shit, what have I done? I shouldn't have texted him. I should have thing. I shouldn't have even asked a question. But actually, I now still work for that, for that person. And we have a great relationship. Um, because I said no to the job. Because I didn't feel like the production company was was thinking of contact karma and and my relationship with that person they were just like oh well look it's it's you know it's not a, a big budget job and then the rest of it and we'll just throw it down the chain a command to the second that did the thing and actually i honestly feel like if i just said yes without saying thanks for putting me forward and finding out they, that they hadn't put me forward i don't know whether that that person would be like well look you know exactly what you're thinking about it's like they're stealing mm. my job they're nicking my work they're doing this they're doing that so I, even now I'm like, if anyone asks me to do something, I always like to check in with the person that's put, you know, it's like gaffers and sparks. And it's like a gaffer yeah. will go and gaffer for another DP if it's their mate's gaffer. But then if, you know, the job comes back, they say, no, I was filling in, mm-hmm. you know, you're filling in. And I think that that contact karma is a really interesting point that some people just don't get because maybe some, maybe some people would have just gone, they've given me the job. He didn't put me forward, but you know, fuck it. I'm going to go and do it because I need to progress. I don't want to go up the chain. Well, actually yeah. in the long term, you've lost a contact one. You might've gained one job as a first on a, on a promo. But if you, if you are thinking about the big game, the first AD who you second for that put you forward for that job, well, they're not going to put you forward for another job to wreck you for them because they're like, well, he's or she is just going to try and steal my contact. So like you're, your contact karma that you're thinking about now is actually going to hold you in much better stead than someone that just says yes to everything and doesn't think about the whole job and the whole role holistically. Like, you know, I still now run, I still second for that first. I still go and wreck it. You know, they then have trust and faith in you that you'll go out and do a great job, but you're not doing a great job to steal to them, you know, nick that contact. You're going out to do a great job because you want to do a great job for them and for yourself. So that, you know, your process of the progression, if you carry on thinking like that, it's, it's how I became a, a fairly busy second, decent, mm-hmm. second, whatever, however, you know, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't want to describe myself, but, you know, Amazing. I took that attitude. No, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, took, I took that attitude yeah. and actually it got me more work because I turned down work that was going to look bad from a contact karma. And actually I'd rather keep my friends around me 
than piss people off because they've nicked a job off me without thing. And it's like, I can sleep, I can sleep at night. That's how I, you know, I kind of go yeah. to bed. I'm like, I've done my best. I'm not nicking anything. And yes, it might take a few more years. It might do, you know, instead of you just going, I'm going to jump in with every single job that I can do and first it and first it and first it and piss everyone off because I feel like I'm nicking their work. But the flip side to that is that there will be times that a first AD, if you're seconding, will want you to do a specific job. Like, you know, you, you might have filled in for a mate to cover a seconding job for a first that, that is, and I put it in quotes, but theirs, but someone that they work mm -hmm. for all the time. You still want to do your best to, because you're professional, standard. Um, but actually, that first AD is allowed to choose whatever second they want to do that job. So, you know, you might, you might be brilliant at entertaining kids. You know, you're, you're fluffing of boys in TV <laughs> playing Jenga. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Might just might mean that actually you're a better person with kids. So when a job comes in and it's kids, the first AD will go, I want to get Josie in. Whereas the person yeah. that you covered could be, you know, really, really good at something else technically. And that's, you know, they want to get that second for that. So, yeah, you can only do what you do and you're only ever going to be able to do the jobs that you get offered. Um, yeah. And there are times that you want to contact Karma it. And there are other times that actually, and you can torture first about it. Talk to the person that's just booked you say, look, I, I, I just want to make sure that, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I obviously want to do the job for you, but it's a, it's, it's something that I've had in my mind and they might turn around to you and they, and, and they might turn around and say, I get to choose who I want you shouldn't mm -hmm. feel bad about that and, and say, look, I appreciate that you're thinking that, but actually I want you because it's kids and I'll get the other second, whoever it is no, no, to no, do I, that no. because it's sport or to do that because it's um, stunts and they've got a relationship with someone else. So having the thought amazing, um, but understanding that the industry will choose you for what you're good at it would just, that would just naturally happen. But I think that's an amazing, I, as I keep saying, I think it's an amazing, amazing thought to even be having now because then that will hold you in good stead later on down the line, man. Is my personal, it's just, this is yeah. just an opinion. It's just an oh, opinion from where I've I come it. from. Yeah, Boom. completely. Makes sense. Um, so um, now talking about that, what are your three top questions um, to the person doing your job now? Well, one of them, it's been something I've been thinking about for a while, is what is your USP? So what is your unique selling point? What is the thing that made you stand out enough nice. that that first chose you? Do you know what I mean? Are you talking from a second AD's point of view or from a first? Are you talking to a first now to book you as a second or are you thinking as a first to make you a better first? Both, but realistically, I'm talking more to seconds. I okay. want to see from a seconds point of view what you felt was the most successful thing for you. What got you to that next stage? What was your USB? Um, well, just because it's just because I have done the seconding thing, my I just yeah. got really like I got lucky, mm. and my US I don't know whether it's your USP, but I was just I've always just been myself. Always like yeah. it's actually had me kicked off set because I fucking talk too much. <laughs> Why this podcast like shit really works. But I just, you know, it's like one of those, 
I guess showing a natural and I and I've, I've on the time schedule website that I've made, there's like a little bit in there called the industry page, and the the PDF that I've made is what I think I would do now as a runner to to become a second for someone. And yeah, if I'm if you know not that I'm firsting, but if if I was a first AD looking at a runner that wants a second, and that AD that runner is thinking like an AD, firstly that you've got to start thinking like an AD. That's it. Mm-hmm. You've got, you've got to start shooting prep and, you, and I know you do that. And that's what you've been doing. schedule. What's the next shot? How can I help all the rest of it? Um, taking the opportunities to third to show that you can kind of get cast a set. Another great one. Um, but also I was, I do it with my first AD, Sean Cotter. And it's like at lunchtime we'll schedule. And if you're not needing to set watch or if you're not needing to go off on a run or if you're not needing to do anything else, the odd day, just say, look, can I sit in? If the first ADs that you work for schedule, you know, reschedule their day two or whatever, the next day is at lunch. Say, can I sit in? Can I listen? Can I hear what you talk about? Can I, you know, you start becoming part of their process and then you start getting into their mind and you're showing, you know, also go and do, um, it's like the NSPCC have done a course about um, working with children. Learn your, learn your child regs. Practice mm. all of your shoot reports, even when you're, 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 um, you're running and as a usp that's that's you you are your usp how you deal with people how you manage situations and me being when i first started second in i didn't know what the fuck i I was like i was winging it i had no idea about paperwork which is why i get runners to do the paperwork and actually (laughs) you know your usp is something that you'll naturally it won't you won't have it when you start it just you'll you'll have you'll have your USP as a runner, but that you need to adjust that mindset, yeah, um, to then become the second AD. And it might take you a year or two of mm. learning how to deal with HODs who have been were doing wardrobe and makeup for fifteen years, earning their trust. But if you can, you know, do the basics that you did as a runner, turn up early, um, and be useful to the first AD and be someone that can take spinning plates off them. The more you can take mm-hmm. off, like don't be a second that just turns up, drops the cast and fucks off. It's like, yeah. do all the things that you were doing when you were running. And the more, okay. the more useful you can be to a first, the more they'll be like, I've got to get Josie, I've got to get Josie, I've got to get Josie. So yeah. I guess the short answer is my USP is something that will always keep adjusting, but it was just a personality. You know, your personality yeah. is Sean Cotter on the episode today that you said, it's like, that's a really super important thing. Yeah, it's about also not being like, military s to a certain degree it's being Mm. able to communicate and like have a personality have fun and show people that they want you to be there to a certain extent yeah yeah cool does that kind Um, of answer does that feel like i don't know if i waffled a bit probably no i think i know what you mean it's just about making sure your personality shines through and Mm. trying to be as good to people as possible but we can all as a second we can all fill in a document we can all do a shoot report but it's what are you doing on top of the shoot report that you're getting paid to do that makes you stand out and don't don't just think just because you're a second now that you don't have to ask production for a cup of tea because they're stuck in the thing and the runners are busy that you can't get your cast teas and coffees you know keep keep adding to your skill set instead of going i'm a second now I don't do any of the running it's how is is how i'd look at it yeah that's really useful that's really great thank you um I feel like I should probably say there, there might have been another couple of questions there, but maybe we just, maybe I've just waffled on too long for that one question that we should get to the end of it, which is 
you know, you're, the end game is firsting. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is that the end game? What is it that makes you want to be a first? Tell, tell, tell you know, tell the, tell the people out there, what is it about firsting that you love? Um, I have always loved undoing knots. Nice. So the bigger the tangle, the better. And that's what I love about firsting. When you get to the office and the producer and the director sit you down and they give you this massive jumble of fairy lights and they're just asking you to stretch it out into like one thin rope that makes sense that people can follow. That Mm. is what I love. And people. I love people. Talking to people, helping people, trying to complete a vision is is kind of the dream. And Mm. especially as a woman, seeing female ADs step up and be able to do those roles. Honestly, when I first joined, I didn't see any women and I didn't think it was something a woman could do. And then I was told by certain people that it wasn't something a woman could do. And then seeing these women do it, I was right. like, yes, Boom. yes, Stick that this, in your is pipe. this is what I'm gonna do, yeah, exactly. Nice, nice. So, yeah. oh, amazing. Well, that's that jumble of lights. As soon as you said it, I pictured it. I was like, that's exactly what it feels like. Exactly what Isn't it feels it? like. I love it. Um, yeah. Now, I'm going to just go back because I don't want to rob you of your next two questions in case there's a first AD out there that can answer the question. I'm not going to, uh, these next two, I'm not even going to attempt to answer. If it, I feel like I can, I'm not going to do it because I want people to engage with you, with their point of view, because they'll have a totally different you know they'll have a different answer mm-hmm. to the, what i'll be able to give so the the three questions i asked the first one i just kind of completely stole and bulldozed and i'm so sorry so oh, what yours. are the other two questions that you have for the listeners out there now so another one would be what as a first would you recommend the rela- the management of relationships between production and yourself how heavily involved do you want your second to be i personally like to be involved, but I do, I am aware that sometimes there is a line that Mm. can be crossed with how involved you can be. Mm. So at what level do you want me to be at? That's one question. And then the second question is as a director, what are you looking for in your first AD? What is it that is making you choose that person? What is it that they are pulling the most out of the shoot? Nice. Well, look, Two questions there out to the film family, to that, to the kings and queens in the game that are doing it day in, day out, and have done it for the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Two questions for you. Hit us back up. Where can they where can they send you an answer to? What's the best place? So drop me a message on Instagram. So I'm at Josie RJ. That is at J-O-S-E-Y-R-J. Boom. And then does that also go out to the future film family? Can they ask you a question? Please do ask me as Wait. many as you want. Go for Amazing. it. Well, there it is. Evolution to Endgame. It's a new style format. It's it's connecting the generations and get involved. It needs people to answer the questions and it needs more people to ask questions. So let's just get this cracking. Let's get on it. And until we meet again, ladies and gents, that is a wrap. So that was a chat with the future film family at the game. I give it a shout at the end so you know the name. It's the Film Gods Podcast. The what? The Film Gods Podcast.